The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. Ken and Cheryl here, and we've got a a dynamic duel today. Dr. James Moss and Rebecca Robbins are going to be speaking on Sleeping for Success. That book is actually called Sleep for Success. And we've covered a a wealth of uh, wisdom on how to be successful in your career and life. And while sleeping for success may sound like a contradiction, our guests today have researched sleep for a long long time and will share why sleeping is not a luxury but necessary for success at any age and in any career. Uh, To give a brief introduction to our guest, Dr. James Moss is Stephen uh, H. Weiss, Presidential Fellow, Professor and Past Chairman of Psychology. He's also in the area of Education and Communication at Cornell University. He teaches uh, introductory psychology to 1,300 students every year and holds the world's record for uh, for college classroom teaching, having taught more than 65,000 students. Dr. Moss conducts research on sleep and performance as well as on leadership and critical thinking. He's best-selling author of Power Sleep and is a sought-after guest on major networks and a speaker in corporations internationally. Rebecca Robbins is co-founder with uh, Dr. Moss of the Sleep for Success consulting firm. Rebecca is a graduate of Cornell University and is teaching and consulting in health, psychology, and performance. Welcome, Jim and Rebecca. Thanks. Good to be here. Good morning, Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just in time to give us some tips for uh, at one of the most busy and stressful times of the year. Jim, tell us a little bit about your career and, and what got you interested in studying sleep and its impact on performance. I teach a large introductory psychology course, and I thought we should spend about a third of our lives teaching, and most college students are walking zombies. So I ought to be teaching about it in introductory psychology. Most texts at that time, and this is back in the mid-60s when I started teaching at Cornell, uh, are very, very tired people, and they don't know much about sleep, and I wanted to keep them awake but inform them about what happens to our body and why we need sleep and why we should be spending a third of our lives sleeping. So I went out to Stanford in California to talk to the grandfather of modern-day sleep research, Dr. William DeMent. And uh, it was on a Thanksgiving weekend, and I said, can I come and watch you work in the lab? Because Bill was one of the discoverers of REM, or rapid eye movement sleep, the key to when we're dreaming during the night. Uh, About 85% of our time in this rapid eye movement sleep is spent 
in the theater of the night, and I wanted to make a film to show my students of how these dreams were captured. So I went to Palo Alto, and we wired up a graduate student, and we put him to bed and turned the lights off, and 90 minutes later, all of the electrode recordings were just going wild. Uh, it was this if the sleeper was fully awake, and yet he was anything but awake, he was dreaming, and we went into the bedroom and woke him up and said, what was just going through your mind? And our graduate student, who is our subject, started to tell us about a baseball dream. And I thought, wow, this is really fascinating stuff. So from that night on, it was the night after Thanksgiving in 1969, I said, I'm going to be a sleep researcher for the rest of my life. This is really cool stuff. Now, at the time, Cheryl and Ken, only about 30 people were interested in sleep worldwide. We're doing research on sleep. Since that time, there's probably 25,000 sleep researchers because we've discovered a large number of sleep disorders that we were basically unaware of for years and years, and that we could actually help people get through these disorders. We have 89 differentially diagnosable sleep disorders uh, as of now. And uh, also about 10 or 15 years ago, I started to have a special interest in sleep and performance. What effect does sleep or lack thereof have on everything from health to cognitive abilities, to remembering, uh, to uh, being creative, to being critical thinkers, and what does it affect, would it have on an athlete to get more sleep? And we have just entered a, a gold mine of research results that will help everybody from students to corporate executives to professional athletes. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of those uh, findings throughout the show, but Rebecca... You've already consulted with a number of uh, organizations and developed curriculum uh, uh, internationally. Why is this field so important to you? Well, it's kind of breeded uh, from personal experience for me. I've always been an athlete and very active and um, just kind of below the threshold of um, you know, really accomplishing things in academia and in athletics. And I, I realized um, the value of a good night's sleep for not only just general health, um, but overall well-being and athletic performance and academic success and general um, cognition on a day-to-day basis through my research with Jim. So I'm very passionate about these these things, and we're excited to take it the the good news kind of from the ivory tower here after we've conducted the research and and spread the word. Well, nearly everyone has had trouble sleeping at one time or another. How widespread is sleep uh, deprivation? Well, seventy one percent of us are having trouble with sleeping at least a few nights a week or more. Most people say they get about seven hours of sleep if you ask them, but we put active watches, which are little accelerometers on their wrists before they go to bed, or we put a machine called the Zeo machine, which we can talk about, that records every second of their night while they're sleeping at home. And most people overestimate the amount of sleep they're getting by about 47 minutes, some as much as an hour. So on average, we are now getting about six hours of sleep. And that means we're walking zombies because to be wide awake, fully alert, most people need between seven and a half and eight half 
hours of sleep a night. Adolescents from puberty to 25 or 26 years of age need nine and a quarter hours every night to be at their peak with no midday dip all day long. So this is a problem. 70% of us suffer at least two or three nights a week from not being able to fall asleep or not being able to maintain sleep or waking up too early or some combination of all three. Last year, we wrote an excess of 56 million 285,000 prescriptions for sleeping pills. And that is a 54% increase in the last six years. So we've got problems out there. 20% of our workforce are shift workers, and a lot of military people are shift workers, and 20% of shift workers fall asleep at work on the job at least once a week. Oh, my goodness. Jim, Rebecca, have you, have you actually done um, research with the military or work with the military in any way? Yes. Uh, we've done some uh, work with... Uh, the Naval War uh, College and also uh, with the uh, Navy flyers out uh, at Whitby in, in the state of Washington because they're very concerned about alertness or lack thereof. Uh, there are some medications available like ProVigil that keep people awake even if they've had minimal sleep, but one of the problems is uh, that medication kind of risks the phenomenon of overconfidence. You think you're awake, you feel awake, but your reaction time is dulled. The and that's I pretty dangerous if you're flying an airplane. The reason I ask is because uh, fatigue is something you often hear about and we often hear about with our troops overseas, uh, Marines and Army in particular, because of uh, the stress and being on the third or fourth uh, time over there. Their fatigue level is huge. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I I remember interviewing Fred Smith, the CEO of Federal Express, for a PBS special we did. And he said when he was in the Marines, and I think, Ken, you were a Marine. Yes, absolutely. um, He said that uh, he fell asleep once marching and woke up uh, when he walked into uh, a foxhole full of water. Oh, boy. As long as it's not a foxhole full of the enemy, you're, I guess, okay. But... uh... But it's a it's a huge huge problem in the military, and uh, um, anything that uh, you can help them with, I'm sure, is uh, something they'd have a huge amount of interest in. Well, some of the that's comments? for sure, and yeah. uh, we uh, we have all sorts of golden rules, which I know we're going to talk about uh, this hour. We have all sorts of strategies to help everybody from military to high school and college students to professional athletes to senior citizens and pregnant ladies. Now, before you get into some of those tips, what are the, the common uh, consequences of sleep deprivation? Well, that's, uh, that's a, a big question, and, and what we have to do is make people aware of the serious deleterious consequences of not getting uh, enough sleep. Uh, number one, there is an increased risk of hypertension, heart attacks, and strokes, drowsiness during the day, uh, inappropriate times when you have a sleep seizure, like perhaps when you're behind the wheel of a car, Uh, problems with type 2 diabetes. There's a huge connection between sleep deprivation and and type 2 diabetes. Pardon me, onset. Uh, You're... uh, 
at a much higher risk for obesity, uh, for periodontal disease, for skin problems, and now we see the relationship between cancer and sleep. We think there's a causal relationship. We know that, for example, blind women have 50% less breast cancer than sighted women. Why is that? Blind women spend their life in the dark. Sighted women, especially professionals, are doing two jobs, one outside the home, one inside the home, and they don't get in the dark early enough at night. They don't turn off the lights. And it's not until you're in the dark that melatonin gets secreted to put you to sleep. And if you suppress the secretion of melatonin by going to bed too late, by staying up and staying in the light, estrogen levels skyrocket. And with that comes the correlate of breast cancer. Also, shift workers, the graveyard shift is not a possible but a probable cause of colorectal cancer. And uh, that's true for men as well as women. And that's because your immune system is lowered and uh, melatonin is suppressed. Well, those are some serious consequences, and we're going and to those, take a little sure, break uh, yeah. right now. But when we return, yeah. we're going to cover some things that you can do to improve your sleep and to improve your performance as a result, and obviously to keep healthy. So stay tuned. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. 
Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Dr. James Moss and Rebecca Robbins talking about sleep for success. And in the last segment, uh, Jim, you covered just a scary number of uh, diseases and negative consequences uh, on performance. Um, because of sleep deprivation. What are some of the other um, performance issues that come about as a result of that? For anyone who's an athlete or a musician, there's a lowered reaction time, a loss of motor skills, and so we tell athletes uh, why they need at least eight hours of sleep at night and their performance goes way up. We have marvelous case histories. My favorite is of a uh, young woman who was 15 years old at the time, a competitive figure skater about to give up because she wasn't doing any better. We examined her sleep schedule. We told her a few special sleep tips about sleep spindles that happen only after seven hours of sleep, and we put her on a new regimen. We cut out all morning skating, and she was kind of considered a non-contenure for a contender for the Olympic Games uh, in Salt Lake City, and what did she do? She wound up winning the gold medal uh, because she increased the length of her sleep and the type of sleep she was getting. Also, uh, sleep deprivation affects your concentration, your memory, your problem-solving abilities, critical and creative thinking, uh, and so everything goes up, production, health, quality of life, and lifespan. The ultimate best predictor of how long you're going to live is not nutrition, although it's important. It is not exercise, although that's important too. It is the quantity and quality of your sleep. So if you want to feel good, if you want to be healthy, if you want to perform well, you've got to add to your sleep to get an adequate amount. Let me share with you a common, uh, I don't know how common it is, but everybody remembers Thomas Edison being uh, the inventor of electricity, and one of the things that Thomas Edison used to do was take power naps on his cot. Uh, he never slept, uh, you know, for an extended period of time, but would take power naps on his cot during the, uh, during his life, according to, you know, what everybody says. Any thoughts on that relative to how effective yeah. taking power naps is. Yeah, everybody always quotes to me, you know, Edison said sleep is a waste of time. In fact, he did say that. Right. Uh, but uh, those naps, now I'm the one who coined the term power nap back uh, 36 years ago, but I define that as something that's 15 or 20 minutes long. We have photographs and lab notes from his technicians that he would often lie on top of a lab bench and he'd go to sleep for two, three, four hours. But because uh, it wasn't at night, he tended to be a night owl, uh, he said, uh, oh, I, I really don't sleep. Right. 
baloney. So he, he got his sleep, <laughs> but he got it at various times of the day. Exactly. Well, in our art audio program for Job Search, a total system, we talk about the importance of the subconscious and its, its value to learning and to improving performance. What are the best ways to optimize the value of your subconscious during sleep? The important thing here is to recognize that every stage of sleep, and we have five different stages that we go through throughout the night, and we repeat this cycle of five stages every 90 minutes. Every single one of those stages affects memory. And uh, if we don't get one long, continuous block of sleep, it doesn't give our the brain a chance to move short-term memory, things you learned, whether it was in a classroom, on the battlefield, uh, on the golf uh, tee, things that you learned during the day have to become part of permanent physical memory. Uh, We have to build a memory trace, and it takes the beginning of the night, stage four sleep, to start that process, and it takes REM, a rapid eye moon sleep, uh, whose longest period is between the seventh and eighth hour of the night, to consolidate memories, to grow memory traces, which are little branches at the synapse between neurons that will hold this information so we can recall it and use it again and again. So study after study, and we're using fMRIs now, magnetic uh, images of the brain, sleeping and awake, and we're finding that uh, the brain is highly active at night, processing material, and if you don't get sleep, not just being awake, but if you don't get sleep, uh, material that you learn at night doesn't solidify, and uh, when you wake up in the morning, suddenly if you've had a good night's sleep, you're smarter than when you went to bed. Wow, that's encouraging. So if you're cramming for a test, you better make sure you still allow eight hours for sleeping. That's right. People, you know, come up to us all the time and say, hey, Prof, you got a big exam in your class uh, tomorrow. I'm going to pull an all-nighter. Well, we take uh, fMRIs of brains that have uh, had minimal sleep, and there's nothing going on in the brain uh, during the exam <laughs> the next day. Uh, versus somebody who's had adequate sleep is going to per- is going to perform much much better. That's amazing. Well, there are a lot of sleep myths. Uh, one of them is is that you can condition yourself to to need less sleep. So, are you saying that that's not so? Rebecca, you want to handle that? That's a great question. Um, we actually um, we have four golden rules for sleep. The first is to meet and um, to identify and meet your your personal sleep need every single night, and that's an individual need. It's not hardwired or not adaptable. And to um, to get that consistently is the number two key to to getting a good night's sleep. Um, so that's Monday through Monday. Have the same bedtime and the same wake up time every single day of the week. And if you follow those two, in addition to the the other two keys, which are to make up for lost sleep and to get your sleep in one continuous block. And if you follow those four golden rules, you will actually reduce the total amount of time you need to, um, to be in bed, to be fully o- awake and alert by about a half an hour to 45 minutes. Okay, so, so really quickly now you, can condi- you can condition yourself to, uh, to need less sleep in, in terms of getting less sleep. You can condition your body to wake up after five hours or six hours. But what you can't do is condition a reduced need for sleep. So you, you wake up at 5.30 or 6 thinking, well, sleep is a waste of time, but you're still three hours in debt and your performance is going to suffer. 
So you have a lot of motivational speakers going to corporate audiences, to general audiences, and say, yeah, sleep is a waste of time. You just have to get this core block of five hours. And, and yes, you can get yourself to wake up after five. But uh, basically, <laughs> you're stupid if you do, because uh, memory traces haven't been formed, uh, and you just don't have the brain power that, uh, that you need to have. Rebecca, you wanted to say something. Oh, no, exactly. That's exactly right. Well, you go over those four four golden rules again, though, so we have those down. Absolutely. So the four golden rules of sleep are first, identify and meet your individual sleep need every single night. And as I mentioned, it's individual. It's not um, adaptable, as we said, or, or conditionable. And for most adults, it's between seven and a half and eight and a half hours. But for adolescents, it's actually nine and a quarter hours much, much far and away above than the majority of our adolescents are getting. Number two is to make up for lost sleep. So whenever you have a, a night of fitful sleep, make sure to, to take a power nap the next day to make up for that lost sleep or you'll, you'll really be dragging. Number three is to maintain a routine sleep-wake schedule that's consistent. Wake up at the same time and go to sleep at the same time Monday through Monday. So don't have a different schedule for the work, day, the work week and the weekend, for example. Uh, and number four is to get your sleep in one continuous block. Don't get two hours here, four hours at night, and then three hours in the afternoon. It's okay, those are great tips, so we wanted to remember session. those. Um, what... Uh, I- I remember uh, when I was on the Oprah show, she gave us a whole hour, and at the end of the hour, she said to me, "Uh, Professor, you've been over scores of studies. Sum it up. Why is sleep deprivation so deleterious? And I said, Oprah, that's easy. Sleep deprivation makes you clumsy, stupid, and it shortens your life. So the next time your boss says to you, what do you mean you need eight hours, you sloth? Look at me. I get five. You can say very quietly under your breath, now I know why you're such a jerk, and I'm not going to have to put up with you that much longer because you're going to die. And unfortunately, that's true. So it does impact uh, longevity as well. Absolutely. And you're saying that there's an absolute uh, direct correlation between lack of sleep and dying early? Absolutely. It's the best predictor of uh, how long you're going to live, the quality and the quantity of your sleep. And it's so important to get both good sleep and uh, a long enough sleep so that you're fully alert and wide awake all day long. For most people, as a rule of thumb, Ken, it's one more hour than what they're getting right now. Well, you'd really appreciate this, Jim. I just had a physical, and my doctor said, boy, you're 70 years old, everything's looking good. Uh, And I said, well, I take power naps and sleep quite a bit, and he said, very, very critical to your health. So he absolutely, absolutely. reinforced everything you're saying. They're, they're, that's a wise physician. Unfortunately, most physicians in their training up until quite recently maybe got uh, two hours or a little bit less of training in sleep medicine in four years of medical school. Uh, it just wasn't in the curriculum, and yet it's the number one problem people have when they go to the doctor. Doc, I can't sleep. And what, what's the response? Typically it's, well, that's part of everyday life, suck it up, or uh, either can I, got any hints, or here's a sleeping pill. Three of the probably worst comments one could make, and it's simply because 47% of physicians, like 47% of the population, think sleep is a period of 
quiet where the brain is shut down. Nothing could be further from the truth. The sleeping brain is more active than the awake brain. But look at medical training itself where doctors are literally pushed to the limit and I don't know how many days they go on without sleep during medical training, but... I mean, doesn't that seem kind of ridiculous when doctors know how important sleep is? Well, uh, unfortunately, until recently, they really didn't know uh, because we hadn't identified all of these sleep disorders uh, directly related to sleep length that that interfere with with sleep. In fact, 40% of medical residents in a study done out in the San Francisco Bay Area had at least one car accident during their four years of residency. Wow. One minute. But well, we just have it? one minute left here. Uh, I know there are a lot of um, ways to uh, that people use to induce sleep, but what are some of the ways that are just not, uh, don't work, and then after the break we'll cover some that do work? Well, certainly alcohol interferes with uh, sleep. Any liquor within three hours of bedtime uh, can destroy REM sleep. Now, some of my students say, you know, hey, Doc, you don't know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll drink myself to oblivion and I'll fall right to sleep. Uh, yes, you will, uh, but you wake up every 90 minutes later and have a very fitful sleep. Alcohol is a sedative, not a stimulant. And uh, Rebecca can address uh, caffeine. So caffeine is also a, a, a serious stimulant, and any caffeine after about 2 o'clock will stimulate your met- metabolism and keep you awake at night. So instead of having a big grande or venti from Starbucks in the morning, why not have, if you need caffeine to, um, to stay awake and, and perform during the day, why not have two ounces every hour? And then at 2 p.m., if you need, still need a warm beverage, switch to something like an Ovaltine or a caffeine-free tea. Okay, well, that's very interesting. Well, we're going to take a little break here, and when we'll get back, we're going to talk about some techniques that are successful in helping you to sleep, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. 
Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're talking with Dr. Moss and Rebecca Robbins about sleep for success. And we've covered a lot of ground already, but I know, Jim, that you wanted to share some questions that uh, an individual can ask in order to determine if, indeed, they are sleep-deprived. Yeah, Cheryl, it's interesting to note that when you're sleep-deprived, you're not very likely to know it. You think you're okay because we adapt to a low level of alertness. But ask yourself these questions. Let's see how you do. Number one, does a warm room, a boring meeting, a low dose of alcohol make you drowsy? Number two, do you fall asleep within five minutes of hitting the pillow? Number three, do you need an alarm clock to wake up? Number four, do you hit the snooze bar repeatedly? And number five, do you sleep more on the weekends? If you've answered yes to any two or more of those questions, consider yourself pathologically sleep-deprived, and you've got to do something, pardon me, about it. Okay. Well, then, Rebecca, what should uh, we do if we answer those questions and are sleep-deprived? Cheryl, we have a host of strategies for effective, for getting a good night's sleep at night in our book, Sleep for Success. Uh, Some of those include nutrition, and that starts, uh, nutrition as it affects, um, as it relates to your sleep, starts right when you get up in the morning. So we like to say have a big breakfast, a really hearty lunch, and then a lighter dinner. Avoid salty or spicy foods and have a, a a bedtime snack with simple carbohydrates. So whole wheat crackers and bananas are great options. And also get into a bedtime routine. 
play light classical music 45 minutes before you go to bed. Take a warm bath. Um, do anything that's soothing to you. And exercise also affects your sleep. The best time to exercise is between 5 and 7 p.m. or at lunchtime. Um, but if you ask any CEO, they'll likely tell you, oh, first thing in the morning. Uh, but that actually puts you at risk for injury, and you can also um, – uh, and you also should be in, in bed sleeping <laughs> at that time. Uh, the bedroom environment is also um, really critical to creating, setting the stage for a good night's sleep. So 68 degrees is the temperature we advise. Get out the noise. So if you live on a busy street, invest in some thick curtains or a background noise device, such as a, a humidifier or an air purifier is a good way to, to mollify some of that noise. Simple decorations, um, you know, kind of not very exciting colors, soothing photographs, anything, again, that's relaxing to you. Get out all lights, even the LED dials, you'd be surprised on your, your light can get through your eyelids and affect your sleep at night. Also, invest in a top-quality mattress. Something that has low motion transfer and individually pocketed coils is, is crucial. And pillows also. We've just worked with United Feather and Down to develop a Sleep for Success pillow line that combines um, allergy-free materials and keeps your neck cool at night. So those are all a few, um, a sneak peek into our strategy section of the book on how, to, how behaviors and specific techniques can impact your sleep at night. What is the, out of those, what is the number one? Is there one that, you know, really knocks off the off the scale? I'd, um, I'd probably say the routine, getting into a habit. It goes back to that sleep, the, one of the keys to gold, uh, the golden keys to getting a good night's sleep. Getting into a consistent pre-bed routine will help sync your internal uh, biological clock with the sleepy phase of your day. So when it gets close to bedtime, um, start playing classical music. Any, again, anything that's relaxing to you. Yoga breathing uh, can also be, be soothing or meditation has been found to be successful to uh, induce the onset of sleep. Any difference Rebecca's between uh, single people and married people Absolutely. as it relates to sleep? We have done several studies on social support and, and having really meaningful um, relationships and, and interactions right before bedtime. So uh, the, the Danish actually have an expression for this. It's called, um, or termed hagi in Danish, and that just refers to um, anything that's soothing, family time, playing cards, lighting candles, um, again, anything that's soothing before bedtime that can increase sleep. Rebecca, one other thing you mentioned was, um, uh, I think you mentioned have a, uh, l- lunch is your biggest meal. I was brought up with um, breakfast is the most important and should be your biggest meal or one that of the most important. That actually was what I intended to say. I apologize if there, if there was a confusion. There's an old, old expression, a breakfast of, of kings, a lunch of, um, of princes, and a dinner of paupers. <laughs> so breakfast is the most important then? Indeed, Ken, that is correct. Okay. It's interesting to note that uh, when people don't get enough sleep, the uh, leptin levels in their brain uh, drop and their uh, ghrelin levels, uh, stomach hormone, rise, and that yin-yang combination makes you starving when you get up. And you're starving for carbos, you're starving for junk food, you're starving for sugars. So people who sleep six hours or less are going to gain weight. And adding one more hour to your sleep every night uh, is going to reduce 
your weight. It's one of the greatest diets there is. One other thought. I teach a lot of seminars, and I often refer to any time after lunch being snooze parlor action. Uh, the effect of eating on your wanting to sleep after uh, lunch. Any tooth to that? Yeah, uh, there is, although, and people refer to the post-lunch dip. But even if you don't have lunch, our circadian rhythm is such that eight hours after we get up, there's going to be a midday dip in alertness. That's our circadian rhythm. And if we're sleep-deprived, that little midday dip is exacerbated, so we become exhausted. Now, is that low low blood sugar that causes that? Uh, It can be low blood sugar. Uh, That's certainly one of the reasons. But even without low blood sugar, uh, because the circadian rhythm is the rhythm it is, there is this drop uh, about uh, 1 to 3 in the afternoon. And so that's when we advise, instead of a coffee or Coke, break uh, to kind of revive yourself, we advise taking a power nap, which we've defined as 10 to 15 minutes uh, in that dip in, the, in your midday, long enough to get you through the rest of the day, uh, but not so long as to create grogginess when you wake up for an hour or so, heaven forbid, don't be operating heavy machine at that time, and not so long as to give you problems sleeping at night. Look at the countries around the world that have a siesta, okay? Well, uh, it's interesting. Even in Spain, uh, where the siesta was very popular, now only 7% of the population takes a siesta. Because they can't afford to sleep. Their their economy is going in the tubes. Well, you know, there's a high correlation between sleep and... uh, and productivity. Absolutely. Uh, and you it, mentioned a, uh, the circadian rhythm and also the problems with the night shift. So say a little bit more about that and, and why the night shift is so tough. Well, the night shift is uh, tough because we are uh, daytime people in terms of our biological clock. One of the time givers uh, of that biological clock is exposure to daylight spectrum light. So we get up when it's light and uh, we go to sleep when it's dark. Uh, there are also internal biological clocks, but the external uh, lightness is a big driver of alertness. And shift workers are working the backside of the clock when they should be sleeping there up. And uh, many shift workers uh, drink coffee to stay awake during uh, the last phases of their shift work duty, and that's a huge mistake. And when they drive home, they get out in the sun to drive home, and that stimulates alertness. So it's hard to get to bed while everybody else is up, and it's light out, and the phone's ringing, and there's golf to be played, doctors to be seen, kids' games to watch. So even if you are a constant night worker, on the weekends you tend to be day workers. So we have yet to meet a shift worker who's not a walking zombie. I've never met one. Oh, that's a serious problem for organizations then, I imagine. It is a very serious problem, and it takes a lot of training. Uh, Rebecca and I go around the world giving speeches to corporations, and one of the things we talk about is, uh, and it's certainly in our book, a whole chapter on shift work and, and how to try to cope with it, but it is not an easy thing to do. Well, this driver's Drivers uh, generally, truck drivers, for instance, I mean, that's a huge, huge problem for them because they spend so many hours behind the wheel. And there are a lot of accidents in the early morning hours because of it. But even uh, the normal day worker, 80,000 Americans 
are drowsy and fall asleep at the wheel every single day. Wow. That's one of the most dangerous things. And we have teenagers who need more sleep than anybody but newborns who are learning to drive, who are perhaps starting to drink. Uh, they cause more than 50% of the car accidents, but they represent a lot less than 50% of the drivers. So now instead of sleeping, they're texting behind the wheel. Uh, and spending ungodly hours on Facebook. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Another uh, interesting show I watched has to do with gamers. Gamers, yes. kids that uh, play games 20 hours a day, don't sleep, and I mean they... It's it's an addiction like alcohol or drugs and right and uh, some people some some gamers uh, they they do that just before they go to bed to relax after they've studied for example new research came out last week that shows that whatever study you've done before you start to play games late at night uh, is evaporated overnight. Well, I think and we're going to need to take a, a break here, but when we'll get back and we'll cover some other tips to help you get your sleep you need to be successful. Stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with James Moss and Rebecca Robbins. And we've really only scratched the surface on um, how to sleep for success. So I do encourage our listeners to get a hold of the book, uh, Sleep for Success, and uh, you'll be able to find out a lot more information than we've been able to cover today. But, Jim, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the apparatus and mattress and so forth to help people sleep more effectively. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to spend one-third of your life sleeping, and yet we don't pay much attention to things like mattress. And as Rebecca says, you want a mattress with uh, gives you good support, as if you were standing up with your head, your spine, and uh, your neck in a in a straight line. You want something that gives you good lumbar support, that gives you low motion transfer, so when you move, it doesn't affect your partner's sleep or your own sleep. And uh, I've been experimenting with a lot of mattresses, and by far the best one is a mattress made by Paramount, a company in Virginia Beach. Uh, it is absolutely superb. Uh, it's uh, hypoallergenic, dust mite proof, terrific. And as far as pillows, give your pillow a pillow test. Fold it in a half. And if it doesn't spring forward by itself, you've got a dead pillow. Throw it out or put it in the guest room, but don't, don't sleep on it. And people have different body shapes. So uh, we now have a line of pillows uh, that are back sleepers, side sleepers, and stomach sleepers uh, designed for your particular position that you like in bed. And a brand-new travel pillow that makes it easy for you to have comfort on the plane or the train or the bus. And when you get to your hotel, it unzips and you put the hotel pillow inside of it, and therefore you're protected from all sorts of allergens and uh, other people who might have slept in the room before you, uh, etc. So it's important to get uh, a good pillow as well. And United Feather and Down, uh, their website uh, describes how to get those pillows. They're just coming into the stores now. They keep your head cool so that it makes it easier for you to go to sleep. Also, on the market is a machine called a Zio. If you go to myzeo.com, you can buy a machine that will record every single second of your night, how long it took you to fall asleep, how good your sleep was, how many times you were up, how much you were in dream sleep. And in the morning, you get a ZQ score, which identifies the effectiveness and the efficiency of your night's sleep. And then you can take a jump drive out of this little gadget, put it into your USB on your computer, and you can get a personal sleep coach to tell you why you had such a rotten sleep last night and what you can do about it to improve for tomorrow. There are also gadgets on the market like Lightbooks, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-K. Uh, the Lightbook has 50 daylight spectrum bulbs in it, and if you are a night person and want to get up in the morning, which teenagers find it rough to do, by exposing yourself to this little portable light book for 15 minutes or so, it'll reset your biological clock. So night people can become morning people, morning people can be night people, and it's a godsend for jet lag. There are also glasses out on the market uh, so that you can watch TV or be on your computer within an hour of bedtime and not have 
that be an alerting mechanism because computer monitors and TV screens have blue daylight spectrum light, which is an alerting mechanism. And by wearing these glasses, it'll block the blue, and you'll be able to go ahead and do your work or surf a little bit, and it won't interfere with sleep onset. Well, there sounds like to be a lot of things that we can use to help our sleep. And we talked a little bit about students and the impact of sleep uh, on them. But, Rebecca, I know you've done a lot of work in this area. For the parents that are listening, what uh, should they be looking out for to ensure that their school-aged children are getting the right kind of sleep? Adolescents are actually the most sleep-deprived within our population. As we mentioned, the, their sleep need is nine and a quarter hours, and what the vast majority of adolescents get is far below that, that required n- amount of sleep. So we worked with Deerfield Academy, a preparatory school here in New England, and uh, pulled their, worked with the faculty, gave them a sleep program similar to this one, and worked with the faculty to pull um, or provide the students with a full extra hour of sleep. So that was an extra hour um, pulling them into the, be- the dormitories at night an hour early or a half an hour earlier, and getting them into the classroom half an hour later to allow for that full extra hour, and everything improved. We saw improved athletic results, uh, or uh, athletics uh, rec- win loss records, academic records increased across the board across all four years for the first time since the school's founding in the 1700s. So we we take full credit for that, of course. Um, so that's one exciting case history uh, that really underlies the importance of changing the environment. Uh, changing school times is really the only lasting solution. Um, but in, in the meantime, if uh, your, your high school is bringing your, your kids into school at 7.30, which the, the vast majority of schools um, do so, then, then do your best to provide an environment as a parent that's conducive to sleep, uh, play light classical music before bedtime, encourage no, limited use of video games and uh, any screens, uh, computer or intense work, 45 minutes before bedtime. Alcohol. The biological clock is set for the teenage brain to fall asleep at 3 in the morning and to get up at 11 in the morning. So well, we've just got a minute left here, so tell folks where they can get a hold of uh, Sleep for Success. Sleep for Success is available at all major bookstores and on Amazon.com. Uh, it is so popular that they ran out. Uh, but by Friday, if you go ahead and order now on Amazon.com, uh, it says available one to four weeks. But I think by Friday, this Friday, it will be available again so you can easily get it before Christmas. That sounds like a great gift for Christmas, and we want to thank uh, both you, uh, Jim, and Rebecca for being on our show today. This is really, really important information um, for students, for young people, for parents, and, of course, for organizations as well. So take heart. Um, You can be more productive if you sleep for success. We've got another great program coming for you next week. Be sure to join us. And Ken? Jim, Rebecca, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I need to go take a nap. (laughs) Uh, Cheryl, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.